Today's episode of Tyson Tate is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the Arizona Wildcats went into Knoxville, Tate, and they got forked up. <laughs> they got they got forked up in a big way. Uh, Fulkerson has a monster game for Tennessee. The officiating crew, led by Tony Green, had a monster game as well. <laughs> they were forked up too. <laughs> they were forked. <laughs> they were they were all sorts of forked up. Uh, a classic college basketball game uh, took place in that it was. Ugly at times. It was thrilling at times. The mm. officials made it about themselves. Yes. Uh, the crowd had a very obvious impact on the game, which is what we love about college basketball. Both teams felt like they were the better team, um, and fans argued for hours on end after the game. And uh, that is that is pretty much a perfect storm of college <laughs> basketball in December. That's all we could ask for. That's what we want to watch over Christmas break. And thank you, Knoxville. Uh, thank you to the Arizona Wildcats fans that are showing that they're back. They're acting like Blue Blood fans again. They're complaining about the officials. They're attacking Tennessee fans on Twitter. It's a great time for college basketball. We had a great time last night. It's great. We're going to talk about uh, Tennessee, Arizona, the fallout, what this means mm. about each team, and uh, how does this change? Does this change everything for you, Tate? I don't know. We'll we'll discuss. Um, <laughs> also, the Coach K farewell tour is back and running in earnest. Uh, the the first, as they said last night, this is his last first ACC game mm. ever, ever. Mm. And if you didn't watch, shame on you, because this is there. There will never be another last first. ACC game in Coach K's life ever again. So uh, that took place last night as well. Virginia Tech uh, gave Duke a, a decent game or a decent first half, and then Duke pulled away. And yeah, uh, yeah, who cares? They were up at halftime. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the history that was made. Uh, that's something that they can always hang their hat on. And then Coach K was yelling at the officials about Virginia Tech flopping. So I mean, you talk about a full circle moment yes. in his career. It was nothing better than that. And we got to talk all about Coach K, Paulo Bancaro. Paulo Bancaro. Yeah. <laughs> All that's coming up. Uh, also, gym class. We got gym. Uh, we we got we to gotta get an update before we go into Christmas break on what the hell's going on in the uh, the the alternative basketball world of Donda Academies and <laughs> T Jasses on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. We're gonna we're gonna let Jim chime in and, and give us an update there. Uh, this is our last show before Christmas. We are going to have as much fun as we could possibly have and and send you into the holiday with a, a joyful spirit and having mm. good vibes all around. But first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, let's start with uh, the Tennessee win over Arizona Tate. Uh, this was a, a uh, uh, obviously a huge win. Tennessee's best win of the season. Arizona was undefeated, ranked sixth. Though you, you and I had been talking like Arizona might be the best team in the country. Um, just given, like, I, I don't know, we, we, we've, we've already laid out the reasons why we love them so much. They're, they are really long. They they play usually play great defense. They they have a bunch of guys that seem to not get rattled. Um, on and on and on. That was, that was our impression of Arizona going into this game. The game starts, and I felt like I was watching a completely different Arizona team. And this is, <laughs> this is credit to Tennessee. I want to, I yes. want to, like... I don't want to to pretend like this was like, you know, Arizona, like, I don't know, slept 
funny or something, and that was the reason they were off their game. This was Tennessee's defense was was terrifying. It, it was shades of Baylor Villanova, uh, where where Arizona, a team that um, I I had watched like play like a beautiful brand of basketball. They play up tempo. They 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 share the ball. Uh, Kirk Kreisa is 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 not rattled at all. We were talking about the Illinois game. Um, we, we we spent a little time after they played at Illinois Arizona. Uh, just talking about like Kirk Kreisa is is just unfazed at all times. Yeah, on and on and on. Like all of these things are in my head. I'm like, this is the Arizona team I'm going to see tonight against Tennessee. Tennessee immediately in the snap of a finger threw all that out the window. I I honestly felt like Kirk Kreisa was shaving points to start the game. I thought he was throwing the game. Like he had so like his turnovers were not just. It wasn't just that Arizona was turning the ball over. It was like how they were turning it over. They were Kirk Kreisa had like the Fred Brown pass at one point where he just yeah, threw yeah, it straight. Yeah. To no, it, they were rattled. <laughs> what is happening? They were rattled to say the least. And when they came yeah. into this game, like you said, you, you you turn it on and you say to yourself, okay, Monday, one AP voter stuck his neck out. And said, yep. hey, Arizona, number one team in the country. So they have a little bit of that, you know, going into this game. Tennessee's coming off a COVID break. So this is their chance to kind of get things. It back was Memphis's COVID break, but yeah, you, yeah like it yeah, was. You, yeah, you, it, it was the same they point. Missed but, the game. They missed eight right, right. days because of COVID implications. So they come into this game and they're ready to play. They want to make a statement. They want to show the world that, hey, look, we're a legit top 25 team. And also, you remember, you remember Fulkerson? Remember that guy that came here in 2016? Yes. You know? He's still here and he's ready to play. And the defense, I mean, they hit him in the mouth early. Arizona struggled early against Illinois. And then they obviously turned that game around and, and made a second wave and a second push. They almost got that together in this game as well, which was fascinating and honestly made me feel even better about Arizona. But again, we have to give credit to Tennessee because they came in this game and they came to send a message, which is we're one of the top defensive teams in the country and we're going to hit yes. you in the mouth. And I like seeing yeah. that from Tennessee. And I like seeing, as you said, John Fulkerson, a guy who uh, a couple <laughs> years ago, God, I forget what was his first, his first sophomore season, or was it his first junior season? I forget which. I can't where we remember. were in the timeline, yeah. <laughs> but uh, going into the season, I remember like thinking John Fulkerson was like a dark horse national player of the year candidate. Like it was yeah. like this, this guy can do a little bit of everything. Um, if if he is if if he is given the freedom to thrive and and become the new Josh McRoberts, I think that was the com comparison I would make because he just was like he's not afraid to mix it up. He's left-handed white dude. He he can pass and and dribble little a little nasty. bit. Little nasty, you know. Yeah, what a little I mean? nasty. Like he'll, he'll do the like, dirty work. Yeah. It all it all it checked all the boxes. I was like, is this guy Josh McRoberts? He might be. I I, I love him. <laughs> I, I'm talking myself into him. Um, he he. It, it wasn't that he wasn't. He he hasn't been good. It's just that like. You, you, we, we've cooled on him and you know yeah. like last season we cooled on Fulkerson we cooled on Tennessee we're like okay maybe we had too high of expectations for this guy uh, and I'm not gonna we, we, we just yeah. I mean every like think about it, it's six straight seasons of like are we gonna get fucked up or not you know what I mean yes. like eventually yes. you get tired of getting fucked up you know what I mean yes. it's like it's like yes. when you're 24 and you're still hanging around college kids you're like I think <laughs> I'm too old for this get we can't we this. can't get fucked up <laughs> we can't this, this you can't do it every night Dave, <laughs> yeah, as exactly. it turns out you can't get fucked but put down the but, bush light you can get forked up like once every so often. Yes. And we got we got forked up last night watching mm. watching Tennessee and Arizona. Um and I guess that that was what I wanted. I wanted to give some shine to Fulkerson uh because it, it, this was like a vintage John Fulkerson performance. This was like like he he, he had 24 points and 10 rebounds. Um which which is enough to that's like the bullet point where you start and you're like 24 points 10 rebounds beat the number six team at home they were under Arizona's undefeated yada 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 but it was also I think he drew seven thousand fouls 
I think he 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 found a way to stick his nose in like every meaningful play that was happening throughout this entire game. And Arizona fans were rightfully, I we can get to the refs in a second, rightfully like <laughs> losing their minds over some of these calls and 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 what was demanding travels. Like there was an and one that Fulkerson had that maybe yes. you know he takes an extra step there that probably if they weren't in home maybe they call the travel, but instead yes. it's an and one things like that. Right. Um, but then on the Tennessee side of things, you're like, this is this is who John Fulkerson is. He is he's cut from that cloth of like like there <laughs> these guys exist on, on I just love the idea of Tennessee fans in the crowd arguing with Arizona fans. This is who Fulkerson this is. Who he is. <laughs> this is who he is. <laughs> um no, like so so Tennessee fans are are uh, like like not that you know, not that all roads lead back to Brad Davison or Aaron Kraft, but you know, in, on our show and a lot of times they do. Uh yeah. Fulkerson would be their version of of that. Like a guy yes. that like is it, he pisses everyone off, but like I mean Kirk Kreese is that guy for Arizona for for what it's worth. So like there there are these guys sprinkled out throughout college basketball. He's our asshole, you know what I mean? Like it's yes. like you you can't make fun of him. He's ours. Yeah. Yes, and and so if you're playing against a John Fulkerson on a night where he's playing well like this, uh, I understand the frustration because you're like this this dude is not that good. How is this happening? Why why are we letting this happen? But if you're a Tennessee fan, you're like, no, he this is who he is. This is this, mm. this is no, he is this, this good. Is, this, I'm him. He, he's he's him. This is him. <laughs> this is how it works. So uh, that was cool. But the uh, should we talk about the refs? Can we t- can we can we get that out of the way? Because I think we do yeah. have to talk about that. And I don't. I, I really don't um, love bitching about refs in college basketball because we know how bad they are and we, we like making jokes about Bo Borowski, but like we don't I, I don't find it constructive usually to take a game and then like dissect like play by play and say like this is where the refs impacted the game and I feel like it could have gone different had the refs not done this this and this but every so often there's a game that is like so egregious that I'm what, what I'm watching I'm like what the, what is happening you how, how is this happening yeah, yeah, yeah yes. We have to acknowledge it. I felt like this was one of those games. Now, every time you do this, what happens is the team that lost thinks you're saying you're making the argument that they would have won if the refs didn't suck. And the team that won is like, you salty bitch. You're just <laughs> like, why are you trying to take this one away from Why are you trying to say the refs won this game? Yeah. Yes. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is like acknowledging reality. And I'm saying that the, the game would have been different had the refs. I, I'm not saying Arizona would have won. I don't know. Arizona at no point led this game. We should we should point that out. I felt like Arizona, uh, where the refs impacted this game is Arizona dug themselves a huge hole. The refs had nothing to do with that. It was 16 to two out of the gate. Kirk Kreese yep. was throwing the ball all over the gym. It was it was some of the most head scratching turnovers you've ever seen of a out of an undefeated top 10 team that supposedly is graded offense. Um, but so, so the rest had nothing to do with that. But as Arizona was coming back, it felt like they could never get over the hump because like their runs would just get cut down by by shady call after shady call. <laughs> and if you're an Arizona fan, you say to yourself, without those calls, we're getting over the hump and we're running away with this game. If you're a Tennessee fan, you're saying, if it wasn't those calls, it was going to be you guys throwing the ball all over the gym anyway, and you were never going to get over the hump, and we were still going to win because you never yeah. led this game at any point. They both might be right. They might not. I don't. I don't want to live in hypotheticals. Who cares? I just wanted to point out that every so often, um, there there is a game that that transcends even the shitty bar that we've set of of college basketball officiating, where we're like, we 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 get it. We understand that college basketball officials are terrible, but every so often you have to acknowledge our expectations were low, but this was even worse. than. Yeah. Yeah. You know but I mean? My God. I mean, who would have thought, I mean, Tubelis is taken out of this game pretty much from the jump. Right. I mean, they're just like, this guy's in foul trouble. 
get him on the bench. So Tubelas, one of the best players on Arizona now, is not even involved in the game at all. So he's out of the way. He's 13 and, minutes the whole game. Yeah, and then Coloco, who is the, the guy that you lean on from there, his final, his fifth foul was just one of those plays where, like, you should have gotten the, they should have got the defensive rebound, but the ball bounces the other way. And then he gets like this final fifth call, which is just like the ball was not bouncing Arizona's way last night. You know what I mean? Yes. And then you mentioned the referees like Kirk Kreese getting that technical foul when he's obviously so stupid. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I saw from the video that he was talking to his player, right? I, I think that he yeah. was trying to like motivate and say, let's go. But he was looking directly through the official as he was doing this. So the official thought that he was like being sarcastic to him. So he tees him up. But that gives four free throws to Tennessee. They go three for four. So th there were moments like that where you could see from the Arizona perspective where you're like, you're going insane. Because yeah, they Coloco, were going to say, dude, they out, were to Bellis is out. You're getting teed up for Creesa. I mean, like th there was a lot of moments where you're like, we, we are, we are on an avalanche of takes that are on the way from Arizona. Fans and, then, because they're losing and then you get minds. the, and then you get the boomers on like Twitter, or like Jimmy Dykes on the call that are just like, Kirk Creesa has to keep his composure and Arizona, yes. like these calls aren't going their way, but they got a tough, like you got to adjust to the red. And it's like, dude, if, if you're, if your starting five is all about to foul out and you're playing on the road against a great defensive team in front of an, an arena of pack fans that are, that are outside of their mind. Like I, we, I, we played at Tennessee when I was at Ohio state and I think we were leading a half if I remember right yeah and, and we ended up losing because that place is nuts those fans yes. are out of there like i mean we, we saw what happened it's the same fans that go to the football games we saw what happened when <laughs> at the, with their football games this year um that, that place is tough it's tough to win there they're, they're they're crazy um and and if you're an arizona player and you're 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 shipping back into this lead you're about to take the lead in your mind or, or whatever it is like you made a game of this game that was not close you know in the first half and then all these calls start going against you. Of course, you're going to lose it. Like, what, what, what expectation is there that like Kirk Creesa is clapping to his player, his, his teammates, and saying, <laughs> "Let's go, guys!" And then he gets teed up for it. And then he's like, "What the fool?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then everyone's like, you, "Yeah, like you can't." <laughs> you expect him not to lose his mind? I don't understand. And, and to that point, like, I mean, I guess like, I, we don't know what he said. So like, maybe he said, maybe he was clapping. He's like, "Tony Green, you're a dumb bitch." You know, like, yeah. and Tony Green is like, "What'd you say?" And like, teed him up or whatever. I he don't said know. after the game that he all he was saying was "Let's go," and that they yeah, thought he that's was what, that he, that's what they, they thought he was like talking to the official, like, "Hey, let's get better. Let's let's go. Let's but, figure this thing out." But he was saying he was talking to his teammate. But again, yeah. everyone has their you know their version of the story, right? We know how this. But goes. in my mind, it's like what whatever he said. I mean, I guess th there's varying degrees of this. I'm not going to say like there's nothing he could have said that that <laughs> wouldn't warrant a tech, but like. I don't know. The refs are supposed to, I, I, I view the, to, to borrow, I mean, like the refs are like the police of the basketball court, right? And like the, the protect and serve idea. Like you're supposed yeah. to be out there to, the, to protect and serve the sanctity of the game. Just keep the game flowing. Make sure rules aren't being broken and stay out of the way. That's it. You're, 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 you're out there just to do that. Right. And who does this benefit for Tony green to, to tee up Kirk Creesa in this moment when, you know what I mean? Like, how does that, how does that help the sanctity of the game? If you don't make that call, and we all like walk away from the game. Who was like, man? I, I feel like the, the 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 sanctity of of that game was not protected, and, and Tony Green was not serving the college basketball. Like no one's saying that. I don't understand. Like who would. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Tony Green not... made that call for the summit. You know what I mean? He he wanted that yes. place to go crazy. And I think at a certain level in this game, right? I mean, Tennessee played the better basketball game, and I think they 
we're going to win this game. And I know we can talk in the hypotheticals of the officials and everything. I was impressed by Arizona's fight. The fact that they didn't yeah. quit in this game because they had every reason to say, look, tonight's not our night. Things aren't going our way. Our, our best players are getting fouled out. We obviously, the ball is not bouncing our way, but they continue to fight. And Matherin, we have to talk about Matherin as, as being in the conversation Dude. as w- one of the national player of the year, right? I mean, like, he's going to have yes. to be in that conversation at some point because what he's been able to do on road games and neutral games and the numbers that he's putting up and the fact that, I mean, look, if I'm a Canadian basketball fan, I'm really excited about Matherin's future in the NBA. You know what I mean? Not to, not to go into draft talk immediately, but like, I like this kid. No, I go like- ahead, Mike Schmitz. Tell me how does this? Uh, uh, let's let's bring in Mike. Yeah. Let's bring in Mike uh, Schmitz I to love talk about Benedict it. Matherin. He's a twitchy athlete. He gets downhill quickly. Um, no, I'm like as Jordan Fulkerson's putting up twenty four and ten. They're like, let's go to Mike Schmitz. Schmitz is like, he has no future in the NBA. This what's your this performance you're seeing tonight? It it means nothing. Kennedy Chandler, his defensive performance means nothing at the next yeah, level. There I mean, are no literally. scouts that are interested in him. Get him what, out of here. <laughs> where are we in the world where, like, we watch college basketball games? They're like, all right, let's get Woj in here. Woj. Uh, Woj. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this? Um, but in general, Matherin, I think, is, like, one of the biggest takeaways in this game for me. Just the – obviously, we know the talent that he has. But the fact that the guy shows up, like, when we look ahead and we forecast into the NCAA tournament, obviously all neutral games, this guy can play on the road in neutral sites yeah. at a premium. He's not a home – like, he doesn't need to play at home to really thrive. He can thrive anywhere. And he actually seems like he enjoys the environments like this. And, and he really stepped up in this game. So I was impressed by him. And then Viscovi on the other side for Tennessee. I mentioned this to you off the air. But every single time he hit a shot, Titus, like a step back three, he bites his arm like a dog. He bites yeah. – like, you know, like yeah. he's like gnawing <laughs> yeah. at a bone. Like he, like he can't help himself. So, like, this game had a lot of – character you know we love character on the show and like i learned a character lot about, counts it character counts and i learned yeah. a lot about both these teams and i love tommy lloyd getting fired up at the end of this game i mean he finally snapped at the end he was like are you guys are you guys kidding me right now like this is absolute horseshit you know and yeah. like i love to see that too and rick barnes sitting over there with his arms crossed like you know being like i made a great game plan I figured yeah. this out. I'm <laughs> such a great coach. I mean, it was it was drama. It was beautiful. And uh, I would love to see these two teams uh, meet up again, maybe in the tournament. Yeah, that'd be awesome. They, I, It really did feel like a, a win for both teams, which if you're an Arizona fan, you're like, how is this a win for us? I don't know. Like, this, was, this is one of the most frustrating experiences I've ever had in my life. But, uh, for but we're Tennessee, not down on Arizona. Like, I didn't leave this that's game what, saying yeah. Arizona's not who I thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. And, and given how young Arizona is too, that's what's crazy is like to 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 be facing a, a deficit like that and be playing like they were and to to claw back in it. I there, there's a lot of positives to take away. I was very high on Arizona going into this game. I remain very high on Arizona. Uh yeah. I don't like I mean I'm I'm willing to concede that they aren't the best team in the country probably right now, obviously. Um but I don't know. They're up there. They're still very much up there. And I, I I still think they're very clearly a top 10 team based on what we saw. Now, the Tennessee side of things, they, this is a win, obviously, in that they scored more points than Arizona. So we'll start yes. there. That that makes it a big win for them. Um, but you have a team in Tennessee that that their two games, uh, no disrespect to the the win at Colorado. Colorado's not as good as they typically are, but like, you know, that 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 that's a win that I, I circle and I'll I'll tip my cap to them. But outside of that, like the two they, they beat Carolina too on again, no offense. They, they didn't just beat not Carolina. Their, I mean they, they, they beat, beat the, the hell, the hell out, of out of Carolina, yeah. 
but that's not a win. That's you know again, no offense. Dave, that's <laughs> no, not, you don't. You're not offending me. Don't don't worry about that. So the big game, the, the, like the two games that I was like really locked in on this year, watching Tennessee were Villanova and, and Texas Tech. Villanova kind of had their way with Tennessee, and then Texas Tech was one of the ugliest basketball games I've ever seen. And Tennessee, frankly, their offense just fell apart in a way that that I rarely have seen. And and I've seen a lot of shitty college basketball in my time, <laughs> but that that Tennessee Texas Tech game was abysmal. And if you're a Tennessee fan, you're obviously happy you won this game, but you also are happy that like it, it was a game where the the Vols get out to a big lead. They they their their offense doesn't necessarily completely fall apart like it did against Texas Tech, but like the the, the defense, the, the, the t- Tennessee's mo going forward is like we're going to win the game on the defensive end, and hopefully yes. we score enough points on the offense. Uh, Arizona was 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 figuring it out offensively, so they start chipping back in the lead. Tennessee's offense is not good enough to to match Arizona's offense once Arizona starts hitting everything. Um, so if you're a Tennessee fan, your butthole's getting tight. You're saying, <laughs> here we go again. Are we really going to like you know close this game in the final seven minutes and, and have maybe one, two field goals made, whatever it is? Uh, and that was not the case, and they, they they closed it out strong. They they win the game, and I think that's like a positive moving forward because this is a Tennessee team that I want to believe in, Tate, but the, it, they're, they're so from what we've seen so far up until last night, they are so imbalanced and and how good their defense is and how bad their offense is that it's like, I, I, I trust that they can stop anybody. I also get the feeling that they're they're No matter who they're playing, there's going to be a stretch of like 10 minutes where they can't score. Yeah. And that kind of scares me moving forward. But the fact that they could finish it out, uh, with you know maybe a little help from the refs maybe not i don't i, I think they I, I kind of agree with you by the way i think tennessee was winning this game anyway i think they were gonna i i, I think they were gonna just make the plays and i think in the end like they they, they were just gonna gut it out which is like kind of a, a an old school talking head way to talk about sports but yeah like, but but you i don't know what like, it is. It, i mean they're at home i mean it is one of those yeah. things where like this is as as stupid as it is like home court advantage is gonna play some sort of role in this experience and they needed this win like you said tennessee needed the quality win to kind of show people hey we're a legit top 25 team we're a legit second weekend contender when we get to the tournament you know what i mean this was i think this was the big thing and we're also going to be a conversation point in the sec, right? I mean, that was right. the other part of this where I'm like, Tennessee's a little interesting as, as you get into Dude, the, the SEC race. wide open, exactly wide open. Kentucky I mean, LSU's lost. undefeated. I mean, Auburn's LSU's undefeated. Yeah. Kentucky, Auburn's really good. Uh, yeah. but, but you know, both of those teams haven't really like played, uh, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're not playing the toughest schedules. Yeah. Will Wade said it. Uh, Will Wade was like, look, I, I don't live in the present. I live in reality. That was his quote. Yeah. <laughs> the reality is we're undefeated. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. 12 and 0, baby. Um, Alabama is, is oof, interesting. Looking very yeah. susceptible and yeah. not as good as like coming into the season. We thought they might be. Um, Kentucky is, is, you know, playing better after last, like they, they figured out the last two games against Carolina and Western Kentucky, but you know, lost another day. Yeah. SEC is going to be just as interesting as, I don't know how good like these teams are actually going to be um, when the NCAA tournament rolls around. Like if the yeah. SEC is actually going to, but as far as like the SEC title race, yeah, the conversation season. is going to be fun. You could convince yourself. It's going to be that, so like, fun. Like even Arkansas, you know, you could talk yeah. yourself into any of these teams, right? You could really get behind and say, I don't know. I kind of like Auburn. I kind of like what LSU has. I, I like what I see from Tennessee. And that's usually when we do the SEC, as we've joked about over the years, it was like a two-team race. And now it feels much more wide open. The only thing we do know is that Georgia will not win the SEC. Yes. So like that's like the only thing that I think is a sure fine line that we can go to and say, <laughs> 
you know, wipe them away. Um, I'll, uh, even, though, even though they beat Memphis. And then I'll we'll throw Vanderbilt on. in there, too. We can, uh, no, I'm probably. not done with Stackhouse. And, and Missouri, after watching Missouri play both Kansas and Illinois, I think I'm, I'm comfortable yeah, in saying Missouri, Missouri might will be out as well. Yeah, Illinois Missouri's, blew out Missouri. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was disgusting. Uh, I like Auburn, by the way. If we're, do, if we're doing like a broad picture SEC, Jabari Smith is – He's 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 good. He's he's my. Yeah, I'm, I'm he's like <laughs> I, I'm I'm buying the uh, the number one hype with him now. I'm but, yeah. but like I also feel like I'm just falling into the trap of just like trying to find the next guy. I'm scared to buy the Jabari Smith number one draft pick hype because as soon as I do, I'm going to want to sell it and I'm going to want to find the next guy. <laughs> That's literally every NBA team. As soon as they get the number one pick, they're like, "How do we sell? Like, what's the value of this? <laughs> How do we get out of this spot?" I was like, Chet Holmgren has to be the guy just because everyone's told me that I watched Chet a little bit. I was like, I don't think Chet's the guy. And then I was like, Paolo, oh my God. It's definitely yeah. Paolo. And then I'm watching more Jabari Smith and I'm like, is it Jabari though? I don't know. Yeah. And then I'm going to come full circle and be like, Amani Bates, he's not even eligible for this draft. <laughs> but if I'm an NBA team, I find a way to, I take Amani Bates number one and stash him in the G League anyway. <laughs> yeah, facts. I have the worst stat of the year for you that uh, we're talking about Auburn. Walker Kessler has more blocks than the entire North Carolina team. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no, dude! You gotta go to you gotta go to a uh, a Hubert Davis press conference and just say that. Just be yeah. like, uh, uh, Hubert, uh, Tate Frazier, Fox Sports, Titus and Dave. Uh, so Walker Kessler has more blocks than the entire Tar Heel team. Um, that's it. That's it. Actually, I had no question. Your thoughts? I just to say that. Okay, your thoughts. <laughs> Walker Kessler, forty-four blocks. North Carolina, 43 blocks. Um, so that... That's, it'll work. That, or do the, do the Rinaldi. It'll work. Why? <laughs> it'll work. Why? <laughs> and then Hubert would answer and say, look, I think we're a national championship team. When we all, we're all clicking. And I'm like, oh, my God. I fall, I fall out of my chair. <laughs> oh, man. So good. But no, uh, I, mean, I, I like Jabari Smith. I, I think that... Um, we can be on the we we like him as a one B, you know what I mean? We don't say he's yeah. a number two. They've done this a lot with Chet and, and Paolo. Like they showed Mike Schmitz's and they had Paolo number two last night during the Duke game. And uh they, they corrected and said, you know, Schmitz has said it, it's a one A, one B. Who fits <laughs> who fits the team that gets the number one pick? That's really the question. Um, and that's who they're gonna take at number can one. Can you imagine think- Adam Adam Silver walking out and he's like, with with the one B pick in the twenty twenty one? Paolo Bengaro <laughs> with the also number one pick uh, <laughs> with the fourth number one pick of the night. I mean, it is the, it the is Houston the, Rockets select Jaden Ivey with the it is the number fifth. one pick for your team. If you have a first round pick, you know That's what I mean? True. With the first pick for with the, the Cavaliers. For the ca- <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Arizona, Tennessee that, that we need to hit? I mean, I think we, we, we kind of hit everything. I like the Viscovi, uh, good, good observation with the, the, arm, the arm thing, dude. What, what's uh, your favorite, I guess, uh, as you think back on, I, I, uh, I'm old enough to remember a time when Steve Offord would hit, uh, this isn't true. I was just, I don't know why I said, <laughs> but, uh, would just hit a three and get back on defense day. Um, <laughs> But I think sprint it was the sprint uh, back on the turn his head fully around and sprint back. As soon as the shot was out of his hands, he would somehow both follow his shot and sprint back on defense. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like unbelievable. It. Um, Bob Knight loved it. Uh, but I think it was the 2012 Kentucky team with Anthony Davis and Marcus Teague and Deron Lamb and those guys. I think yeah. they invented the uh, three point goggles. The, it it was. It was like Mario. Ch- it was like Mar- Mario Chalmers with the Heat. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, the, okay. The heat, the heat were doing it. They had T-shirts with the with That's the right, binoculars yeah. with the, the goggles, three. and then yeah. that like ushered in this era of where 
you hit a three, and then J.R. Smith would get down on his knees and start shaking yeah, the praying. threes. And, <laughs> and it started this era, like really the last 10 years, of every time you hit a, a shot from behind the three-point line, you, you, you do have to take it like two to three seconds to celebrate yeah. or do something. And Viscovi is biting his arm, which is pretty wild. That's pretty unique. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite? What is your, and w- n- number one, what's your favorite? Maybe number two, like what would you do if you were playing now? You're, you're a college basketball freshman at Carolina. You get some burn. You hit a shot. What do you see yourself doing? I feel like Wesley Morris, the, the you know the bow and arrow celebration. Is that's very, a good one. That's a good one. I mean, I I really like that one. It's just too elaborate. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. Like my biggest fear would be doing the celebration and then like my guy runs past me and goes down for a dunk. You know what I mean? And then I'm looking at my coach and I'm trying not to make eye contact because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get pulled yeah. in the game. Um, but I, I think you keep it simple. You know, you keep the three. The funniest thing, I went to the Carolina App State game the other night, and they had a big man come off the bench, and his first shot of the night, kicked to the corner, shot clock's going down, and he hits a three. His, and then I looked it up. It was his second three of the season. But when he hit it, he was doing the three. Like, <laughs> like, like he's an assassin. You know, he's like a 6'11 kid that, like, hit a three at the end of the shot clock. But when he hit the three, he was like, you know what I do. This is how I do. <laughs> and I was dying laughing. So I like the idea of, like, guys having a celebration when they don't ever hit threes um yeah. the guys that usually hit him like act like you've been there before you know what i mean yeah. just to get back you know maybe maybe you smile a little bit maybe you laugh a little bit but i mean the elaborate celebrations are always tough because you got to have time to pull it off and if a team is you know quickly going to go into the break you know secondary break primary break whatever off a of make you could be in trouble that's my biggest that's, fear i don't want i don't want to get embarrassed you know what i mean yeah i would do um we got it. Someone's got to introduce the shooter McGavin to college basketball. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that. that. I like a little shooter action. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's hard because like you gotta it's, you gotta be on the move. You can't like stand still. Obviously, it's it's different from a touchdown celebration. That's what makes it fascinating. Yeah, it's like the touchdown celebration. You yeah, have all time. the time in the world. Exactly. Yeah. And there's no urgency. But this <laughs> one, you have to celebrate and play defense. Yeah. Which is uh, oof. which is the Good. worst, you know? You, you you get no fun in it. And to be quite honest with you, like I saw Jordan Awara last night for the Bucks. Like he had a step back three. He made a guy fall down, and then he did the like, oh, like I got a wobbling, <laughs> like celebration on the way back. And then two plays later, Christian Wood literally ended his life on a dunk. You know what I mean? So <laughs> when, you, when you do when you do these celebrations, like you also put a target on your back. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, you do. I, as someone who's like, you know, usually like the shooter that comes into games with my team, you know, I don't want to add any more targets to me. You know what I mean? So like, you got to be careful about how much you celebrate. Uh, Zed Key has, uh, he, he I, I don't know if he's solely responsible for this, but I, I live in an Ohio State centric world. So this yeah. is, he's the guy that stands out to me, um, raises the roof, but he does oh, like, I, like I think he, I think he does like one raising of the roof. Like he'll dunk and he'll just push, his, he'll just do one raise and then the student section will raise the roof with them. I like that. Uh, I like the one I the, the one celebration I don't like the the one little hand motion I've noticed that's been introduced to basketball recently is the the too small move where you just yeah, like, you, and you it's go down like a your, small guy that does it yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. you're a big guy and I'm like you're too small too small I'm like what well, this is because as you like that is that is a little too disrespectful for me I'm I'm yeah. getting I'm getting up there in age to where like I'm I'm like we got to clean that like Tony, where's Tony Green Tony Tony come call give this man a technical Tech. foul come on tee him yeah. up. Yeah. Team up. Who can't do the too small? That's too. That's too disrespectful. Um, I don't like that one. I really don't like it. There, there's something about it. I'm just like, I, I, I want you to celebrate your wins. I want you to, I want. Um, I, I guess that's it. I want you to like make it about yourself, not about the other guy. You don't have to yeah. rub it in the other guy's face. 
Just I just remember flex. do the flex and like yeah. hit your bicep. I, 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 I love like that when the, when when guys that like can't bench like one thirty five. <laughs> They get an and one and they flex and they got these yeah. noodle arms and they start slapping their biceps. Joey Baker's hitting his arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also, I just remember my favorite celebration and it's been wiped from my memory a little bit because of how much, uh, you know, he has tried to, you know, demonize Carolina basketball, but Rashad McCann's throwing up the rock. I mean, oh, yeah. that yeah. was, that was like, that was, good that was peak times. Cause then you knew like, cause Rashad McCann's had such an attitude. Like we had to get him involved in the game early for him to try in the game. So like Raymond Phillips yes. would try to get him a dunk early or try to get him like a shot early just so like he'd be engaged. But as soon as he threw up the rock, you're like, Oh wow. Rashad's playing tonight. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's locked in tonight. He's going to play. That was defense. like the bad signal to the, to the fans. <laughs> exactly. Like it's going to be a fun like, night. Oh, boys. Yeah, we're going to have a good night. Yeah. It's not like that. Throw up the rock. Um, all right. Congratulations to Tennessee. I, uh, I, I, all the complaining about the refs. I didn't mean to take away from Tennessee, and that's. A, I, 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 I don't want to be the guy, by the way, that that does the. Uh, I tweeted this, and let me recap like my experience on Twitter or whatever. But uh, whatever, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be that guy. Do that. Um, I, I, I fired off a tweet about that where I was like, I, the, the bummer about this game to me, immediate in the immediate aftermath, like five seconds after the game ended, was. I felt like Tennessee showed me something. I felt like this was the story should be Tennessee's defense, especially in that first half. Uh, Jordan Fulkerson, big game. That's what we should be talking about. And what sucks is 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 that I I if I'm writing a recap of that game, my first paragraph, my the lead of that story for me was the refs, and that sucks for Tennessee because like if you're a fan of these te- I, you know a Tennessee fan is saying we don't care, we'll take the win, however we can get it. But at the same time, if you're a fan of a team like this, you want. Uh, a big win like this, you want the next morning everybody to be talking about how awesome your team is. Yeah. You want that to be the focal point. You don't want the the discussion, and you don't want to be arguing with Arizona fans and arguing with you know they, you don't want that. Um, no. But anyway, a bunch of Tennessee fans took it the wrong way and thought they they I had a bunch of people thought I was an Arizona fan and they were like, enjoy the flight back to Tucson. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Like, what is happening right now? Again, like, cry, speak. cry some more. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> like, the good, okay. the good thing that I did see last night. I mean, I talked about this on the last episode with Arizona, but like they have come out again. Like you would think that these Wildcat fans and the replies last night were Kentucky Wildcat fans. You know, yeah, like, they're, they're they're coming at you. They're saying like the game was rigged. Like they don't want the Pac-12 to win. You know what I mean? They, like these I, irrational conspiracy theories that they want to hold back a blue blood. I'm like. This is what I'm talking about, it Arizona. This is the energy we need as a blue blood. It wasn't rigged. It wasn't rigged. I don't. It wasn't rigged. I did. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. What it was was. Uh, I like the not. idea that like they, they went into this game. They're like Arizona. No yeah. way they win this game. <laughs> this is like, the NBA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as though like this this game. I mean, like it moves the needle for us. But like you know, this is a this wasn't a, it was on ESPN no, two for God's sake. I exactly. Mean, it wasn't, this wasn't the biggest game of the season. Exactly. Um. It wasn't rigged. It was a case of the the fans or the, the yeah the, the the Tennessee fans are are, are so nuts <laughs> that I think the refs were crapping their pants at the idea of you know I, I think it's the it's yeah. the fans having an impact which is fair game. That's how college basketball works, and that's why college basketball refs are the worst refs of any sport because no refs get rattled by the home fans more than college basketball refs do. No sport is is that true more so than college basketball. So I think that's what that was. But they were bad. They were very clearly one-sided and bad, but props to Tennessee fans for making them be so bad. Because I've never feared for my life at a sporting event other than the Music City Bowl in 2010 when Tennessee fans were throwing beer bottles at my family. And I was thinking to myself, these people are down to kill somebody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. They're, they're down to they're down to volunteer and do whatever it takes. Uh, yes, to get this win. 
We, we need somebody to kill Tate Frazier. And the whole crowd goes, I volunteer. Yeah, I got, yes, we are volunteers. <laughs> I'll do it. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. All right, college basketball fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for college basketball? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We love this. We know you will too. We've been talking about it on the show for a little while. Uh, it is it, it it does not get any better than Prize Picks. They offer any prop you can think of, from points scored to rebounds, even steals. So if you're someone who you know you want to bet on the the straightforward stuff like the 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 points. They got it for you. If you want to get crazy and and bet on something absurd like like steals, I don't know why you would. That seems nuts to me. They give you the option if that's if that's what you're looking for is picking an over under on a guy's steals. Price picks also allows mixed sports entries, uh, college basketball, uh, NBA, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, more. All of our listeners that deposit and use promo code TNT receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players. There's an over-under on their projections. You pick which one, over-under, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. It's that simple. That's all there is to it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Bada-bing, bada-boom. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And don't forget to use promo code TNT to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's promo code TNT for 100% instant deposit match. Check out PrizePix.com. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Also want to talk about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Back to Tyson Tate. Let's talk about Duke Virginia Tech quickly. Uh, the game that that uh, I we, we both had circled as like you know we thought it'd be interesting. We thought Virginia Tech is a uh, a frisky, feisty uh, little little ball ball club they got there yeah. in Blacksburg. Um, good good first half for Virginia Tech. They 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 uh, took the halftime lead, but then it was too much Duke, too much AJ Griffin, <laughs> um, and. And Duke ended up winning. What 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 is your big takeaway? You're the ACC expert in this. Mm. Uh, Duke Duke uh, is the only ranked ACC team, as we know. This is their first ACC game. Duke has not won a regular season ACC title since 2010. Um, all signs point to if Duke does not win the regular season ACC title, I think you have to put an asterisk this season, given the circumstances of how many bad teams there are in the ACC, and Duke is so clearly better than all of them. If they do not win the ACC, I think you have to put an asterisk on Coach K's entire tenure. Exactly. Um, and how good of a coach is he really? If he can't win this year, how good of a coach is he really? Yes. And one game into the ACC season for the Blue Devils, uh, what is your read? What, what what are your takeaways after last night? Well, first off, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, that are Carolina fans, they call this is what the uh, the Walmart Carolina fans call ESPN, DSPN, you know, because like it's it's the Duke Network. And uh, last night it lived up to the name because so ESPN two is where the game was supposed to be broadcast, but they started on ESPN News, right? And this is usually what happens with games, like they'll start them on a different channel, and then once you know the previous broadcast goes off, they cut to at ESPN two. Last night. ESPN, they left the Duke game on ESPN News and they had it on ESPN too. So you got, you got you got both <laughs> channels showing Coach K's first ACC game, which one, 
Respect the farewell tour. Love to see that from ESPN. That was like first notch on my belt of like, it's a little bit different this year. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it just means more, you know, Coach K's <laughs> farewell tour. It just means more. Sorry to the SEC. We're taking your logo. We're taking your motto. Um, so that was the first thing that jumped off to me. The second thing that really jumped out to me in this game was Coach K was trying to be in the game. You know what I mean? He was trying mm-hmm. to to pull the moves that he always, you know what I mean? He was just trying to to do the same dance. He was yelling at the refs about flopping. Um, he was he was calling travels um, on the bench himself. John Shire, I tweeted this, you know, we talk about Twitter and nobody wants to talk about Twitter, but like I tweeted uh, from kicking and screaming, you know, when Mike Ditka has the bear sweatshirt on and then Will Ferrell shows up in the bear sweatshirt and he copies yeah, yeah. everything <laughs> that Mike Ditka is doing. That's what John Shire was doing last night to Coach K. I'm not even kidding. Like Coach K would go travel and then John Shire would do it even more. Like I'm not, I'm not even Every time they showed the bitch, it was like K doing the initial thing and then John Shire is like his second. You know what I mean? It's like number two, get him number two. Tell and, him number Andy two. Bernard's first day at the, uh, 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 working under Michael Scott, where he just mimics everything he does. Exactly. He just says everything back to him. Um, so this I is love... what I saw last night. It was nothing about the basketball. <laughs> I'm only watching Coach K. It never is. It never is with Duke, <laughs> is it? Uh, the the flopping call. I love this so much. I, yeah. I love that we have a flopping call and that the hand motion is like. It's, it's it's like, like... <laughs> the, yeah, and K doing that like that was so comedy. I mean, it was. And like the moment, you know what I mean? The fact that like Coach K is calling out a kid, Hunter Couture, for flopping. And like, what, 15 years ago, Hunter Couture plays for Duke. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like yeah. the irony of it all. Uh, it was well, beautiful. I, uh, um, the, the, the flopping thing is so funny because watching the refs call it is hilarious. Watching Coach K ask for flopping calls, like that motion is just so funny. But I, I, I do think that, uh, I, I am someone who does subscribe to the theory that, uh, so many more blocks are called or so many more charges are called than blocks because doing the charge is is more fun for the refs you know yeah. and, and that's my fear with the flopping like we should make the flopping hand signal be like the suck it sign or like <laughs> stone cold throwing up double middle fingers or something where like the refs like love doing it like cuz t- i think that's like tony green called the technical cuz it's like teeing guys up is fun too it's like fun, doing yeah. a blow on the whistle and doing a really vicious tee that's fun um the flop is not fun to call, and I'm I'm worried about that moving forward because we do need to fix flopping in college basketball, and they 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 have put in rules to fix it, but I don't think the refs are enforcing the rules as well as they should because they don't want to like I'm not going to be the one that throws my arms like this. I'm not. You do it, John. Like, yeah, John's like yeah. I'm not calling nobody, that. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. But it, it is like a very like De Niro like it needs to be yeah. like the, the oh hand yeah like, it should be that. yeah yeah, yeah. It's like two hands <laughs> like that that's like that's the motion that everybody listening has no idea up. what we're. Everyone, yeah, I know. They're like, what are they doing with their hands? But you know De Niro, if you see him, he grips his hands. Is he telling you something? You know what I mean? Um, but what? Yeah, that, yeah. They need to. They, you got <laughs> a lot of nerve. It's, it's Jim Valvano talking to the guy in the back that says, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. it's the Italian deal. It's the hand. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tony Soprano move. I mean, it needs to have some sort of cachet, uh, you know, some sort of pizzazz to the motion because Coach K doing it, it almost looks sad over there. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. with him calling for a flop, but you know, I also realized this last night while watching college basketball. I don't think we need to take much from soccer, obviously, because nobody cares. But one of the things we need to take away from soccer and basketball is advantage. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that, dude. I've been that, on that for a while. Yeah, we, we yes. have to, like we have to have advantage in basketball because there was multiple times in this game where like they call the foul on the floor. But like if they didn't do that, Bancaro has an and one or whatever it may yes. be. You know what I mean? And not not to give Duke like 
you know, even more reason to be better. But like, I think if they played advantage basketball and they had a signal to be like, Hey, we're letting advantage play here. Like they do in soccer. We would have much more fluid games in college basketball, and we'd have lo- less dumb calls that happen. Especially, uh, it, it might be hard. Uh, dude, I've been on that for a while, by the way. Great, great I like call. It. Like, I, I like love it. that idea. Uh, the, the, it, it might be harder to enforce, I guess, on like and one type situations where like continue. Like, I'm with you. I wanted to. I wanted to come. I'm just trying to think of like it, how practical it, it, it could it, be. It, but it, it does involve the refs more, which is a negative. You know what I that mean? That is like, a we negative. Need, we need less ref involvement. But one one way they could do it in a snap of a finger, it would be very easy to implement. It doesn't change the complexion of the game at all, and it makes it. It actually involves the ref less. Is uh, shot clock violations where a team throws it up at the buzzer of the shot clock. It's an air ball, and the air ball falls right into the defense's hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, just let uh, them go. Just let him go. The defense yeah, has the yeah. ball. We don't need to now take it side out and throw the ball in. Just play the advantage. The defense has the ball. Let's go. And um, it's a disadvantage to inbound the ball and let the other team get set on defense. I mean, if they get right. the rebound there, I mean, you're already on the break and we yeah. have numbers. So, I mean, I've usually, always felt that way. Yeah. Shot clock. I think shot clock's a good way to implement an advantage rule because that, that, that's like, it takes like no, you don't have to like retrain your mind if you're a ref of like how you call stuff or whatever. You just let it go. Like if the defense has the ball, just go. We just don't go. Have to, you could do you could do like advantage in the backcourt, say like if it's a because if it's a if it's a play too on a fast break where a guy like fouls a guy, um, I don't know a long rebound a point guard gets and now all of a sudden it's one on one or here's an example since we're talking about Duke Steve the way Stephen F Austin won at Duke yeah, yeah say yeah. that say that Stephen F Austin picks up that loose ball they're going to just drive and then they get they get fouled like like the Duke player I forget who it was like goes to hack him and they foul it but like they still had the breakaway. Like yeah. it, I, I would love an advantage in those types of situations where it's like we're not calling that foul. Just keep like the guy like you barely touched yeah. him. Just keep playing. And you know it's two I mean? points. It's two points. Like you're it's taking two points. points off yeah. the board if you call that yeah. foul, which is obviously it's a smart play on one side of it. Which I mean, other other people be like, well, he's just making a smart play, but it's like no. I mean, look, just let I it hate those people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those, those, are those, those are the same players. people. <laughs> those are the are. same people that are like, when the refs are bending you over and screwing you, uh, you, you should just adjust. Why don't you yeah. just adjust? Just yeah, make adjustments. Take <laughs> Pick them up full just court. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just adjust. Uh, what, what about Virginia Tech? So, did did did, did, did Virginia Tech show you something, Tate? Is Virginia Tech? Uh, <laughs> let's throw Carolina out because I know you don't want to talk about North Carolina right now. So let's just let's just assume that North Carolina does not play in the ACC this year. <laughs> no, we opted um, out. Yeah. Who who do you is the second best team if it's not North Carolina behind Duke in the ACC and is it Virginia mm. Tech after what you saw last night are you are you willing to give that to them for the time being I think at the start of the year I said it was Virginia Tech so I'm gonna just stick with my guns and say so but they are zero and two in the ACC so they're really behind the eight ball one of them you know is because of, I mean Wake Forest just blows them out right and I mean yeah. so it's hard to say Virginia Tech's the second best team in the ACC and Wake Forest fans are looking at me and they're like well we blew those guys out so. It's us. So I'm going to yeah. give Wake Forest their credit. I think they're in the conversation right now. I think Virginia Tech's in the conversation right now. I think North Carolina is, you know, they don't deserve to be in the conversation after the Kentucky game. So, like, let's just move them down out of that conversation until they earn, you know, that respect again. Virginia Tech, I'm going to the Virginia Tech game uh, at the Smith Center next next uh, Wednesday night, the 29th. Oh, nice. Um, so I, I will see Virginia Tech in person. Storm Murphy has won in the Smith Center twice, by the way. Um, and Storm <laughs> Murphy is returning with Virginia Tech going to Storm's he's trying, coming. 
He's trying to go three and one in the Dean Dome career. Um, so that's going to be terrifying. We'll see if North Carolina can hold on to that. But if Virginia Tech starts out 0 and three in the ACC, I don't think I can, in good faith, say they're the second best team in the ACC. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's how that would work. Yeah, but I, think I do to... like I do like their team probably the second most out of any team. But Duke is up here, looks like a legit contender for a title, and then I think the. Everyone else in the ACC is we'll kind of like battling for their chance in the tournament. I'll give Virginia Tech this: they when Virginia Tech's playing well, they are they might be the most fun team to watch in the ACC. I think even that's more why so I like Duke. them so like, much. Yeah, like they, exactly. They do play a fun brand of basketball. So I don't know if this like the the problems I have with Virginia Tech is I think on an individual talent level, I don't think they they're good enough to consistently be in the top twenty five this season. Um, but the the style of play and the the brand of Virginia Tech basketball when it's clicking, uh, the, the, they're they're a make shots team. I, yeah, you know <laughs> when they're making shots, they're they're fun. When they're not, they're they're not as good. But like I don't know the the back cuts, the passing. Like Mike Young plays a, a he coaches a beautiful brand of basketball. Um, so I, I think that's why you want to talk yourself into them being good. But then like the individual Aluma's okay, I guess. Uh, he's not. He's better than okay. I'm sorry. He, he's he's a great player. Um. Storm Murphy is, you know, Couture he, he can, Murphy he can have his interesting. Yeah, yeah, they can Couture, have big the, games for you. Yeah, but but like consistently night in night out, like that roster isn't full of talent that you're you're that belongs in the top fifteen, top ten, or whatever. You know, yeah. like they're not gonna they're not that good, but they they play well together. They're well coached, et cetera, et cetera. That they're gonna beat teams this year. They're gonna have a good team. They're gonna make the tournament. Uh, I think um, they'll make the tournament. I think they'll make um, the tournament. Yeah, I feel like they're like a seven, so, eight, yeah. nine seed. You know, somewhere in that range. And you know, they're a scary nine seed. They're a scary. They're, nine they're, you seed, know what yeah. they are? They're they're the nine seed that uh, you're gonna. The, I, I don't know who their one seed is gonna be, but um, <laughs> you're gonna pick the the bracket's gonna come out, and they're gonna mm. be an eight or nine seed, and you're gonna be like, oh my god, I love that second round matchup, Virginia Tech versus the one seed. I got I got Virginia Tech to the Sweet Sixteen. Let's. <laughs> Go and then they lose in the first round of the eight seed. Yeah, I know. And if they had beaten the eight seed, they would have beaten the they one would have won. seed. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's the right logic and the wrong pick. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's exactly what this Virginia Tech team is. And you're it's like, kind of what Georgia Tech was last year. You know, that's Georgia like, Tech last year. Yes, yeah. great call. Yes, yeah. Georgia Tech last year was going to the Sweet Sixteen if they would have just won one <laughs> <Until> game. <laughs> Until if they, they would have not lost in the NCAA tournament. They would have won. But Moses Wright wasn't there. That was the problem. Remember that yeah. that was that was the big issue. But yeah, the ACC is just a mess, man. I mean, I it is I have mess. not had a moment like you were saying at the start of the year. And you know, obviously, I'm the ACC guy, so I have to argue back with you. But I had a fear that this could be a really down year for the entire conference. But I was thinking to myself, hey, if it's Carolina and Duke at the top, nobody really cares because that's what people came for anyway. You know, like they're yeah. like, hey, the main event is here, so you know, we we don't mind that the the rest of the league sucks but North Carolina being who they are right now which is irrelevant I mean it really hurts the entire league and it hurts Duke because Duke Dude, it, like as I don't they understand get ready for Duke. the tournament they don't have any you know I mean obviously the Carolina games will be big but they don't have any moments where they can get like these big wins to get people back on the bandwagon and let's be honest uh this isn't even me being a Duke hater but like I'm, I'm not worried about Duke Duke's gonna be good but Duke be, like Duke was pushed to the moon because they beat Gonzaga, and and you start like as as stu- we get more data points and we start seeing that the yeah. landscape of this entire college basketball season and and what's going on in the country, um, should Duke be ranked second in the country because they beat Gonzaga in one game that was a that was a close game and Gonzaga lo- loses to Bama and Bama like I don't know we're starting to. You talk yourself in circles, and you're like, why? Why are we just working on the assumption that Duke is definitely 
belongs in the number one team conversation when I don't necessarily think that's the case. They like it's it's based off of one game. They beat Gonzaga. I I know they beat Kentucky to start the season. Um, I I I know they've looked great at other points in time, whatever. But like, let's be honest with ourselves. The 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 reason that people are like very 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 high on Duke is because they beat Gonzaga and everybody watched mm. that game and that's it. And that's the only reason Duke got pushed as high as they did. And I I don't know. I'm not saying they don't belong. I'm just saying like like why why is that like a an, an undisputed thing? It's like Duke is. We can't question that. And I guess like speaking about the broader picture of the ACC is that all the eggs are in the Duke basket. Yeah. And maybe the Duke basket isn't as strong as, as we think it is because mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're basing that off of one game against a Gonzaga team that isn't as good as we thought they were coming into the season either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. for sure. I mean, I, I think it's fascinating because obviously the coach K farewell tour, as much as we joke about it, it does play a, a role in the idea of like, we're marketing Duke to the moon this year because Duke, this is K's last year. Right. They got these amazing freshmen. They got a top two pick, yada, yada, yada. But they're still, I mean, they were down eight in the second half of this game. You know, Virginia Tech comes out. They score the first four points. It's 40 to 32. And you kind of look around and you're like, oh, this Duke team, man. I, I don't know. You know, like, is this is this who we thought they were? And then Paulo Bancaro turns it on. And I think he has like seven straight points for them. And then you're mm-hmm. like, okay. I get it. They can get into a, you know, they have the talent to win these games. But if you don't have the competition leading up to the tournament and you go in as a one seed and then you play that frisky team in the Sweet 16, you know what I mean? Like it's the first time you've been pushed to the brim. Whoa, whoa. Hearing you say that, it clicked. You called Gonzaga the new Duke because Timmy is Christian Leitner. Mark Few is is the new Coach K, I guess. It's a private, (laughs) it's a tiny ass private school. Yeah. Whatever. It's the, they're the new Duke. Yeah. What if Duke is the new Gonzaga? Mm. Because they play in the shitty conference where they're not yeah. tested all season. And they get a one seed just <laughs> they because, get a one they, seed, because of who they are. <laughs> but Gonzaga, meanwhile, is tested because they're playing in the WCC with St. Yeah. Mary's and BYU and San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> who would have thought? No, I mean, it, it uh, is. I feel like that's Kay's biggest concern is like, what? where is our next big test going to come from? And I, I'm sure it'll be Carolina, honestly, just as far as like the town and the ACC. And they'll definitely lose, you know, uh, you know, a random at Florida State game or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they'll they'll do what they normally do in the conference. These are the things that just typically happen. But in general, they're going to be as untested as they have been as a yeah. one seed going into the tournament. Ever. So that'll be fascinating. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever for a Duke team, which is wild, but I don't know. That's the way it works. Uh, Maybe it's similar to 2010. You know, I mean, that's like the only comp that you can really make because 2010, like Carolina was in the NIT that year. It was kind of just like a complete, it it was like. And it worked out horribly for Duke that year, right? Like in the tournament, (laughs) didn't it? Oh no! The, the, no, that was the year they. Oh, that's right. Oh, jeez! Wow. That was the year that Brian Zubek illegally screened his way to a title. Screened I've never seen. Down. I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, I'm like, do they not know what illegal screens are? Brian Zubek. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall way. Plumley followed in his footsteps, and Jesus. Marshall, a young Marshall Plumley, was watching that and was like, "I want to grab my nuts and run around the court for Coach K." That's what with I with my elbows out like this. Yeah, was, You're like, yeah. that's not that's not a normal position. Sir. Wait, was Mar- Marshall Plumley might have been on that team actually? He might have been like a fresh, like a no, he wasn't. Mason was. There was a Plumley on the bench. I think right? Miles no. Miles was right. Miles might have been. Yeah, Miles was on the team, I think, and then and then Mason came like 2012 ish, and then Marshall was like. 2014 ish. Yeah, Marshall. Marshall's a freshman, I think, on the 2015 team. I think he was a redshirt freshman. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Title team, but I, I, my my picture of a guy setting screens for Duke is yours is Bazubek, mine is Marshall Plumley at mm. Duke, just like 
following his brother's footsteps. His brothers could play. Marshall would. I, the Marshall touch the NBA? Did he Did he get a cup of coffee in the league? I think he got a cup I of coffee. He, I think he yeah. did, actually. I mean, Mason but, oh my played God. on Team USA. I mean, think yeah, about Mason that. Was, Mason was nice, dude. Mason was nice. Mason was <laughs> Mason a nice was college. The best. Mason was he was the a best. good college yeah. player, dude. Like, he you was. have to admit, he was a good he's college player. He's a good player. NBA center. He's a good backup center yeah. in the NBA. He's legit. Yeah. 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 And I like not, him. <laughs> not better than the Celtics, oh. though. But Marshall would crack me up, dude. I swore that, like, I swore at Duke practice, all he was doing is just standing over at the side, just like running around, holding his nuts, and he's like, "I'm gonna yeah. screen for everybody," which you know, do do what you can, man. Find a way to contribute. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I was I was getting a lot of requests going into the Christmas uh, break, Tate, for for frauds. I, I I get people people love the fraud power rankings. They they, they can't do. get enough. I, of them. I love uh, them. Yeah, Virginia fans especially. Um, I get I get uh. I get nominations left and right. I mean, this is this is what my day to day is like. Is just you know people hitting me up and saying because everyone please likes this calling guy. someone else a fraud. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like because it's addicting, we, dude. You could always be a fraud in anything. You know what I mean? So like you yes. feel, and then when when the blame goes somewhere else, you're like it's a relief that comes over you. You're like I'm not in the fraud power rankings, and then also you get the joy of. Ha <laughs> Schadenfreude. You're in yeah. the rankings. <laughs> yeah. And and like I think what's happening, especially with Virginia fans, is the this the season is such a disaster for them that um and this isn't true, but I'm like I'm, I'm talking to myself into it. That maybe maybe you're watching Virginia lose by 17 at home to Clemson and you're like, okay, this sucks, but at least I know that Titus and Tate are going to talk about us because we're such frauds. That, yeah, they're like at least so we're that's on the cool. Show. <laughs> we're going to shout out on the show, I'm sure. Um, with that being said, uh, because it is Christmas, because uh, it, this is a positive vibes only show heading into Christmas, um, love it. I, I I am deciding to, in the spirit of Christmas, not do a fraud power rankings this Friday. Wow. I, I decided to th- that I don't want to bring the negativity into the world. Um, I, I want good tidings for all and, and, mm. and peace on earth. I'm not doing a fraud power <laughs> rankings, but if I was going to do them, Tate. Yes. This is they, hypothetical. They, this is a hypothetical. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do them because Merry Christmas, everybody. If I was in no particular order on my list, I would have probably thrown Virginia. Probably. I would have found, found a way probably. to mention that Virginia scored one field goal in the final 16 minutes against Clemson. Did and, you watch uh, any of that game, by the way? I, I did. I didn't watch a second of it, but I had someone pointed out to me that they scored one field goal in the final 16 minutes. No, and me, like, me and my was... dad watched it for like six minutes of like real life time. It wasn't even six minutes of game time. And I was exhausted. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was like, I please change the channel. Like, I'm going to go to sleep at this point. I mean, it, it is. It looks like Tony Bennett's coaching the JV team. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it. I, I feel for I feel for we, Tony. I really do. We're we're at the point, uh, I think, in this Virginia season where Virginia fans are already numb. They're already like, you can't, you can't kill me. I'm already dead. I'm yeah. just the like, Mike like you're watch- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mike. We love you. Uh, they're just like watching the game, and and it's just the 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 blankness comes across their face, and they're yeah. like, I, I have. I like it's to like think you that everyone. You and I talking the, about COVID. Everyone at no JPJ other. is just looking at the 2019 banner during the game. They yes, don't even watch. Yes. <laughs> they don't watch basketball. They're just all looking at the banner. Yeah, they got it one tear running down their cheek as they're, and they're thinking about all the times they said, "If we win one title, I promise I won't complain for the next exactly. ten years." And, exactly. And they're like, has it been only three years? Oh yeah, my you God. sold your soul. <laughs> Uh, I probably would put them on the list if I if we were doing fraud power rankings. I would probably put Virginia Tech. So here, here's a positive spot, Virginia fans. I'm throwing Virginia Tech I, in the hypothetical if we were doing a fraud power rankings this week. <laughs> I would probably put Virginia Tech on the fraud power rankings 
for um, sullying, especially Couture, uh, for sullying the sanctity of Cameron Indoor Stadium by providing the first instance in the history of Cameron Indoor Stadium, one of the great venues in college basketball, the first instance of a basketball player flopping. Um, this is this is this was disgusting. It has Gross. never happened in this arena before, mm. and Coach K rightfully called it out. And I thought to bring that fraudulent behavior into a place of worship, such as Cameron Indoor Stadium, where we're all trying to worship at the throne of Coach K on his final on his final first ACC game, I found that to be pretty disgusting and gross. Uh, I would have called that fraud out if we were doing a fraud power rankings this week. I respect um, that. The refs in Arizona, Tennessee, probably would have made it on there. Uh, I would say I would throw atheists back on there. Um, yeah, a, rough go for the atheists, especially as we're heading into Christmas. Uh, but also, John Calipari had a sent, sent an autographed basketball to the Pope. What is what is going on? Legitimately, that was that was a uh, when I saw that tweet, I, I th- that was one of those moments where I I've never been more sure in my life that it was fake, and I was like, I'm just trying to figure out how it's fake. Like, did they Photoshop the? <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't get it. I know this is a joke. Uh-huh. I just don't get it. And like, am I too old to get what the joke is? And I kept looking. I spent like two hours trying to look into like how is this a joke? I don't I don't get the joke, but I know it's a joke. But like, how I don't? It's not funny. Well, not a joke. It- this no, man sent an autograph basketball. No, it's not a joke at all, and it's also like it's one of those things where when I was growing up as a kid, you know, you would you would see famous people, and you would you know you'd be like, oh my god, you know, Ashley Judd's a Kentucky fan. That's shocking. Um, wow, what like what a peek behind the curtain as to who they are. You know, the fact yeah. that like in my mind now, the Pope is a Kentucky the basketball Pope. fan. <laughs> like the a Pope is the a curtain. the Pope is a Kentucky fan, but God is a Memphis fan. Yeah, because God has Memphis. So honestly, if, you, you'd rather have the the deity than the human, you know, vessel that can that can speak to the deity, right? Like you don't yes. want the middleman; you want the man. I I dug up, uh, by the way, the picture of a uh, never forget when Jim Caviezel went to the Kentucky game. The guy who played yes. Jesus in Passion Jesus. of Christ, yes. uh, and took a picture with Kentucky, the the Nick Richards era Kentucky teams. Uh, and Cal put it on his Instagram. It was like I had Jesus meet our team. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We got we got to sort that out, dude. We got to figure out. And then and then Loyola has Sister Jean, obviously still. So there's a lot of we we got to we got to do a spiritual update throughout the show throughout the season yeah. to figure out where <laughs> the I God power I rankings. Be, I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall at Heaven's Gates when Jim Caviezel gets there, and they're like <laughs> Spider Man. <you've> <laughs> yeah, you've been cosplaying Jesus for too long. <laughs> oh man uh who else would oh the 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 last one i would throw on my fraud power rankings if we were doing one is the uh the state of hawaii Um, oh yeah you were upset about this you 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 were so upset that you texted me about this This dude what the hell is going on there's the the they do the diamond head classic at the university of hawaii in honolulu uh where never forget rick patino got his coaching start um yeah and pete gillen by the way both of those guys oh really i didn't know you know you know who hired pete gillen rick patino Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Pete there you go, dude. Out there. Um, <laughs> Rick, Rick Pitino became the head coach at Hawaii, right? Interim because yeah. because yeah. of recruiting violations or something. And you know, you know how <laughs> he got amazing. the Hawaii job. He was there like as a play. He was like deciding he was going to go play overseas, right? And they were in Hawaii at a hotel, and the coach came in for Hawaii. And Rick Pitino was talking to Garf, who was like was there with him, and he was like, "You know what? I really love Hawaii Five O. That's my favorite show on television because of the girls." <laughs> 
And so Garf introduced him to the coach of Hawaii, and that's why he took the job at Hawaii as opposed to going to play pro basketball. So that's how Rick Pitino became the greatest coach in college basketball because he loved the show Hawaii Five-0. He loved the babes of Hawaii Five-0. And yes. then also, like there was like a Hawaii recruiting scandal or something, right? Like he yeah. had become the interim coach. So he he exactly. got his start because of babes and cheating in college yes. basketball. And and look where he is now. Boy. <laughs> mwah, 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 mwah. It's perfect. Uh but no, the state of Hawaii. So they do the uh, the Diamond Head Classic at the University of Hawaii. Uh, it's always on Christmas. Um, and, it's a and fun I know tournament. I like it's a fun little deal. Like there's college yeah. basketball on Christmas Day, and and who doesn't love that? Making amateur athletes play on the most sacred <laughs> holiday of the year. It's great. Everybody loves it. Um, so uh, they they do that every year. Uh, they also do a thing at Hawaii, a tournament that you might have heard of, Tate, called the Maui Invitational. Now. <laughs> The Maui Invitational this year. Uh, we were supposed to be at the Maui Invitational. The Maui Invitational was supposed to be... As is tradition, yes. At, in Maui, at the Lahaina mm -hmm. Civic Center, it was moved because of COVID. It was moved to Vegas for the second consecutive year. It was not played in Maui. I'm understanding. I uh, we, we talked about it last show. I have COVID fatigue. So, like, you tell me what the rules are, what the situation is with COVID. I am, I've reached the point where I just, like, hang my head in shame, and I'm just like... <laughs> Whatever, I guess. man. Like, if that's yeah, what we're I doing, I guess this is what we're doing. So Maui gets canceled. I hang my head, and I'm like, whatever. I guess we're not doing Maui. It's I guess the state of Hawaii says we can't bring tourists to Maui, and 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 we don't want that. The COVID situation's out of control in Hawaii. Yada, yada, yada. Maui gets canceled. Yeah. It gets moved to Vegas. I look up, Tate, just the other day, and the Diamond Head Classic is going on as as scheduled in, in Honolulu. What the hell is this? My understanding, COVID has gotten a lot worse. There are games getting canceled left and right. Yet the state of Hawaii now decides, bring all these teams to the to yeah, our, our yeah. islands. Please, we, we welcome it. But the Maui Invitational, you turned away a month ago when the COVID number, the COVID situation in this country wasn't as bad. I don't get it. It makes no sense. It's fraudulent. But it it's is the Christmas spirit, so I don't want to. I don't want to get into it too much. <laughs> yeah, not not on the fraud power rankings, but I mean, apparently it was a, a Lahaina decision, which is like the township where the Lahaina Civic Center obviously is. So that and they said uh, so Lahaina is the fraud. Lahaina is the fraud, and you can't have a gathering in their in their world of more than twelve to fifteen people or something like that. Oh my and God. so the Maui Invitational said we want to have, and this is crazy to say, more than twelve to fifteen people to watch these games. And that's why they oh moved to Vegas. God. But all of it was ridiculous. We should have gone to Maui. Next year, we're going to Maui. So, I mean, knock on wood. I mean, knock <laughs> Dude, on wood, we're not that. going to Maui. We're not doing anything. Not you're not leaving your house. Just say that. Just say that. You're not leaving. We'll be pleasantly you're, surprised. You're not allowed to leave your house. You're, you're getting, you have to <laughs> handcuff yourself to your radiator yeah. in your basement. Stay home. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. I know you've all been there. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Everyone likes a great deal. Like savings, markdowns, and lunch specials. But when it comes to car insurance, we know the right place. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates for your ride. 
Your friends don't have to have a connection or call in a favor. State Farm offers options like insuring your ride and your home, getting you great rates on both. Now that's a deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Guys, looking for that extra confidence when it comes time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets combat all forms of ED and help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. BlueChew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Again, you can chew it. Tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com. And here's a special deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code Tate at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code Tate to receive your first month free. Back to Titus and Tate. Jim, are you awake still? Yeah, I'm ready to roll. All right, let's uh, let, let's fire. Give, give us the update because uh, again, we're I don't know how long of a break we're taking here, but uh, we're gonna take some time off. We need to know what the hell's going on with uh, what's going on at Donda. With Donda. All right. First up with Donda, it was announced on their Instagram uh, account, which is Donda Sports. If you want to go follow it, they were having their homecoming game at. Whittier College in Whittier, California. So I Googled the Donda address, and here's what comes up. There's just a picture of a field. There's nothing there. It's a broken, for people yeah. that are listening, Jim has pulled up a Google Earth it's image. Google Donda, Donda Academy. You'll see yeah. it on the, on the yeah. right, the Google Maps. That's what will come up. It's broken, broken white fences uh, and just dirt. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then um, on the ad for, uh, like, on the Instagram story ad, uh, it said everyone had to wear black who was coming to the game. Yeah. And Kanye advertised it on his Instagram last night before the game, a few hours before tip-off. And tickets were resold for $25 to $500. (laughs) Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine spending $500? Also, what's funny is I was trying to find out who they played because it was never mentioned in uh, any of these posts. It was just a scrimmage. And um, <laughs> look at this. A homecoming scrimmage. But look at this. Google Donda Academy or Donda Academy basketball. First three stories. Kanye West all smiles at Donda Academy. Basketball game, Kim Kardashian. And then it says Kanye sits courtside with French Montana. Doesn't mention That's who it. they play. It does, it doesn't mention I read the game. all those articles. Does not mention who they play. <laughs> we still don't know who they played. <laughs> no, it's and it's a and, and it, it, this was their homecoming game. Yes, which yes. makes which makes zero sense because they one don't have a home. Two, the, <laughs> like the whole idea of homecoming is like all the people that went here come back. Yeah, the alumni come back. The yeah, alumni yeah. come back. This school was founded three weeks ago. <laughs> um, also, my birthday was last week. Again, thank you to everyone who came out except one person. You know who you are. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Kanye. It was Kanye. You know what you did. Kanye. It was French Montana. No, that would have been awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did get a nice little present was a mole who grew up with one of the Donda Academy kids DM'd yeah. me on Twitter. 
and he's been feeding me information and asking this guy questions, asking one of the player questions. So I asked him um, if Kanye gives them pep talks or anything before the game, you know, starts yeah. going crazy, you know, starts rapping uh, power because they play that before every game anyway, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he said, no, he just says, what's up to them. He Doesn't just says, what's up? Doesn't even talk to him. Then I asked about the homecoming. I'm like, Where, what's up with the school? He's like, there is no, they don't have a school. Uh, Kanye pays for them all to live in a hotel. And, um, and they just take classes on, uh, you know, Zoom, whatever. Remote oh classes, which I guess a lot of people are doing anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it sounds Amazing. awesome. Do, how many, log <laughs> no, go ahead. I was going to say, how many, how many players do you think Kanye knows the name of on his on Donda? That, that's what, ask him that. How if if you had to guess what what is the what is the number of like if he's in that locker room how many of the guys names does he actually know I wonder. Yeah, I'll ask. He knows. I mean, I don't he, really... knows he knows Dillingham. He knows Rob Dillingham. I yeah. think that's like the the only one that he really is is locked in on. I'm looking at the log line. Jim has like Donda Academy Google search pulled up for us. The log line of Donda Academy is finding the intersection between faith and the innovation of the future. <laughs> What yeah. in the absolute hell does that mean? That is, <laughs> dude. I love this. This is so good. This is this is like this 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 must have been what it was like uh, to to live in the time of Charles Manson and having the health. Oh, culture. absolutely. Like, you know, it, dude, except the they play the, basketball. The, the craziest thing about it too is like the location being in Simi Valley. Like the nickname for Simi Valley is Semen Valley because of like all the porn <laughs> that is filmed there. Yeah, and like the fact that like oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Jim, Jim, you're an amateur pornographer. Is that true? <laughs> That's true. But I thought That's it was true. We work out of the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. What a great update. They had a homecoming yeah. game. I know. We don't know who won. They didn't even um, play. We don't know who they played. <laughs> no, because look, like even here, look, I Googled Donda Academy basketball. And look, top stories. It's just about who was there. Oh my it's amazing. God. Kanye West attends basketball game in Whittier as ex Kim Kardashian spends time with Pete Dude, Davidson. Kanye, I Googled Don Day, Don Day what Academy if, basketball. I've floated this idea. I've floated this idea before, Tate. Uh, when the NBA was talking about having to shut down because of COVID last year, I said, do we even need the games at all? Like, because so much of the NBA is just what guys Fodder. are wearing into the arena, yeah. who tweeted what, fake trades, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, what, what, if, what if the NBA. Just simply stop playing basketball altogether. Would anybody notice? What if Kanye listened to that and was like, "I'm going to create a team slash league slash situation where we do exactly that. We don't even play games. We just get people to talk about it. We we get people to show up. Like like maybe maybe there wasn't even a game. Kanye just went and sat courtside, had the paparazzi take pictures. Of it wasn't him. even Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just layup lines. Guys did layup an lines, and then they got the hell out, and that was it. Yeah. And then people did step backs, <laughs> hezies, crisis actors. Just all did you see? Oh, from the other, from the other speaking, school. Speaking oh, of this they, realm, they play against like the little Lebowski urban achievers. Or whatever <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, this realm, Jim, did you see the clip that uh, Durant retweeted and said the shit sucks? And yeah. The kid, oh yeah, and that the kid awesome. got upset. The kid is sad. <laughs> God damn Dude, God and then around. and then the kid was like, "I was in sixth grade when that happened. I'm in eighth grade now. My game has evolved a lot, and, uh, <laughs> and and I can't believe Kevin Durant's a bully. So now everyone's calling Kevin Durant a bully, and and no, Kevin dude. Durant's like, "Oh my God, I was just trying to say like this isn't basketball." And then like 
it, it was like two, like Isaiah Thomas was in the comments and then like someone else in the comments and the kid was like, you know, those were two of my players that I really liked. You're like, what? You're like, no, dude. No, I, I think one thing we've learned uh, as we've gotten older is that bullying works. You know, I yeah. think <laughs> yeah. every, so often, every so often bullying is appropriate. And when kids are doing moves like that, um, I think Kevin Durant should be allowed to bully yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta bully it out of him. That's the only way they'll learn. <laughs> well, also, I mean, Tate was talking about a six foot eleven guy shooting threes. So, I mean, Kevin Durant, it's not gonna like that very much. He might come in the house too. Yeah, true. Oh, true. Um, um, I have a couple more updates though. Yeah, uh, I actually ahead. do have another mole who's like in the Kanye team that I might be able to get like Kanye's side of the story. I'll have to oh, ask. Really? Him not that, not yeah. Donda Academy side. This is the Kanye no, he, enterprise. He with Kanye. A good oh friend my of mine from college, yeah. He's oh one of his God. dudes. And then, uh, what else do we have? Uh, Get Kanye G- on the show. <laughs> I know. That imagine he just shows up. Um, the G League Ignite beat the Grand Rapids Gold the other night. And Grand Rapids <laughs> Gold, their team had Lance Stevenson, Nick Stauskas, wait, what? Shabazz Muhammad, and Mario Chalmers. And and the G League Ignite beat them. Yes, dude. This changes huge everything, win. too. I know. Yeah, huge win. <laughs> we got to... Oh, my God. I can't believe that didn't lead ESPN. I mean, do you I think... Do it you was played think at Donda Academy, so I don't know. <laughs> there was no court. They were dribbling on, like, sticks yeah, and outside, stuff in that field. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that uh, the G League Ignite could win in Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville, Tennessee on a weeknight, though, with that crowd and those refs? Do you think no they could chance. pull out that? I don't think so. I don't think no there's chance. any chance. There's no chance. Yeah. They're folding. <laughs> They're full. Could they beat the um, Pistons? Could they- <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think. The Jets at football? I think so. <laughs> one last thing quick, I guess, or two things. Uh, one, breaking news. Our national nightmare has come to an end. TJS released a new video. Yes. <laughs> He's like dressed Merry as Christmas, an elf. Jim. He's dressed Merry as Christmas. an elf or something. It's delightful. I'm sure you guys already saw it. And then um, <laughs> one other video, I guess. I'll give this video of the week. Did you guys see this teacher who... Uh, Took this shot. She told all her students if she makes this shot, she'll buy them all hot chocolate. Wait, if she makes it, she's going to yeah. buy them hot chocolate? Yeah. yeah, if she makes it. Yeah. That's confusing. You see it? This, this is a, great, this is a great video. Yeah, I'm watching it. happened ahead. yesterday, right here. Here we go. She's pulling up. Travel. Wow. <laughs> oh, and the kids go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Kids go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what a what a great Dude, celebration! Are, by the way, yeah, that looks, these kids are awesome. Oh my Dude, god, that looks, these this looks like the Grand Canyon student section. Yeah, literally. <laughs> this is Grand Canyon student section at halftime when they had Red Panda come out. Oh but anyway, um, that That's teacher, sick. I did uh, some digging and found out she's from Saint. She played for Saint Joe's, Kathleen Fitzpatrick. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like best friends with the. What's her name? Elena Deladon or whatever. Like oh, man. Yeah. Dude, and she, how about uh, that? One weird thing, though, she transferred to Rutgers senior year, then didn't play, and then played a red shirt senior year. How common is that? Not very it's like uh, Paulus playing football for uh, Syracuse when you don't go to school. It's kind of like that, right? Feels like something John Fulgerson would want to do. So I, I mean, yeah. I, I respect the moxie of that. I actually flew on a flight one time from LAX with Della Don sitting next to me, and she was like the nicest person I've ever talked to in my entire life. So shout out to Della Don. Yeah. I love right. how we're getting some women's <laughs> basketball updates on the yeah. show too. This is nice, yeah. dude. That is, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak on behalf of my She's mother. Form. Look at this. My my mother was a uh, a teacher forever. And she just retired a few years ago. Um, 
And they, they used to do this thing every March Madness at her school. They would do Hoosier Hysteria where all the kids would like have to, like every classroom would be a different basketball team. And then they would like basically play basketball. It's like the weirdest, it's it, it, it's something that literally only Indiana would do. Like it does it has no educational value. It's just like, we're all going to play bet. We're all going to have recess for an entire week, basically and play basketball. <laughs> and my mom used to take it. Like she was, she was Pat Riley of her school. Like she, or she was like trading kids. <laughs> she in had the shirt on at the final four yeah. this year. Like we went to the final four in yeah. and we go and she your wore, mom, like when she came to meet us at the gym, at your gym at Brownsburg, she had the Hoosier hysteria shirt. I got to say, uh, the, the reason I bring it up is because I've, I've seen my mom's former students run into her around town. And the one thing they always bring up, they're like, we, we love, or, or people were running to me that, that had my mom in class. And they're like, I loved your mom because she, her doing Hoosier hysteria with her was so fun. And my point is, is like, I think when you're a kid like that and you get a teacher that can ball, especially if she's a woman, because like, you don't expect like, like most people, most of your teachers growing up are just like, especially where we're from Tate, like the South and the Midwest, they're just like these like grandmotherly type figures that are, you know, just like put an apple on their desk and whatever. And then when they, they pull out the doors Burke on set and they're just like crossing over and shit, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And, uh, there's nothing better than 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 getting a teacher that can hoop out of nowhere. It's 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 so cool. So shout out to shout out to her, Fitzpatrick, Kathleen, Kathleen, yeah, Kathleen Fitzpatrick, yeah. Dude, that it that would be. Can you imagine Tate like having a teacher like that? That like no, I mean, it's that's great. You go out to recess you, and you're like, yeah, your, your social studies teacher is, is like 41 and she's like backing everyone down <laughs> on the post and hitting baby hooks on you. <laughs> what one of my be beliefs great. is that like there should be recess at work. You know what I mean? Like there, there should oh, be yeah. an hour that you should be able to allow to go outside and like play sports with your coworkers because I think it like creates like a nice, you know what I mean? Like it puts everyone in their in their rightful places, did, you know, especially at the ringer. Imagine I was gonna say, do we not have that oh at the ringer? God. I thought like I was doing that. Like I was just going and I thought that's what like when we would go get hammered and play play golden tea for hours on end i thought that's what we were doing allergies they couldn't no. be going all right outside. let's uh let's wrap it up shout you got any shout outs today before we go yeah yeah Where's i just want to shout tv teddy um quickly i went to the carolina app state game uh first off shout out my brother my brother has amazing seats now because he, he he has a great job here in north carolina he's a lawyer wow. we're we're five rows up in the dean social dean climber Center. How about that? Look at this guy, dude. Big timing, big timing. Um, so everyone's coming up to in my poor brother. People were like texting me, like, "Dude, Tate, great seats, man." And I'm like, "This is literally, I can't even get a seat in this place." You know, what I mean, these people don't want to hear me talk about them, I mean, especially what I've been saying lately. Um, so shout out to my brother for that. But then TV Teddy, I'm close enough to him, right? So I can hear everything. And we saw this last year, Titus, obviously uh, at the Asheville thing. But I'm I'm sitting so I can see him. We're right behind the App State bench. This is like early in the game. He missed the call on, on the other end. He comes down to the app state, you know, bench to the coach and he goes, I'm going to get you back. And he literally blows his whistle and, and, and doesn't make up call. I heard him say, I'm going to get you back and, and does it and makes the call. And, and, and I shit you not 20 some minutes later of a normal time, not game time. Hubert Davis was like yelling about something and TV Teddy runs by him. Here's what Hubert's yelling at. And then when he runs back, he, he's he's holding court the entire time. He's making jokes. He's going up to the time guys. He's, you know, doing the TV Teddy stuff. He smacked Hubert Davis on the ass when he ran <laughs> back by him. So shout out to TV Teddy because, like, we thought he was going to retire. And then last year he, he missed the tournament because of COVID. But he's back, Titus, and he's better than ever. So I just wanted oh to point God. that out. Um, I've never seen a ref be so, like forward facing right to just be like i'm here to have a good time as well 
Um, and it was a great game. North Carolina won by 20. It was fun to be in the Dean Dome, but shout out to TV Teddy. Well, uh, Kim Pomp didn't like his performance because I just pulled it up. Uh, he, I, I, think I, he, I don't think he dropped, anyone... He dropped in the Kim Pom rankings. <laughs> I, not he surprised. dropped a couple spots. <laughs> there was some integrity that was lost in that game. You know what I mean? There was some, there was some moves that you're like, there's not a lot of integrity in that TV, but I like it. <laughs> That's hilarious. God bless TV Teddy. <laughs> Uh, I want to shout out Oscar Shibwe, who uh, had 28 boards oh, yeah. against Western Kentucky last night. Amazing. Um, I, I love that this is becoming a thing that like he's he's he, he set his goal before the season. He wants to lead the country in rebounds. And um, it, it, it he, he is, first of all. But secondly, uh, this is becoming like a thing. Kentucky fans are rallying behind. And I, I love the picture of him holding up. Someone made like the, the, the Shibwe, the Oscar rebound counter. And yeah. it had his picture with the the number, like every time he gets one, they're flipping it. And he was holding it up after the game. Um, I, I love that that just gives you that, that there's just like a, 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 I don't know how to say it. Like, the, like I, I love like when Virginia basketball was clicking and their fans would go nuts for shot clock violations. Um, I, I love like the side quests, I guess. Yeah, I when it's say. not about like, just like points or like yeah. highlights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love yeah. that there's like the game within the game. So like now when you watch Kentucky yeah. basketball, you also get to watch in the same way that like it takes me back to the time when I when Reddick and Morrison and 06 were having the scoring races and yep. you're watching Duke and Gonzaga. They were both very good teams, but you're also like, how many points does Reddick have? Okay, how many does Morrison have? How many is <laughs> like the games within the games are fun. And I, watching Oscar Shibwe, uh try to get 30, 35 rebounds a game I don't know if he can. He's going to try, and that's amazing. I love him going after every single rebound, so shout out to him for that. And then it wasn't the story, right? Like, this might be, like, the uh, the fan fiction version of the story, but when he was getting recruited by Calipari, he told him that if he wanted to have a guy average 20 rebounds, that he would come do that at Kentucky. Yeah. And Cal was yeah. like, yeah, he said, that's I think what his, I want. I think his quote was, like, also, he, he's, he said that that's my money. Like, he, he goes after the ball like he's going after a bag of cash. He's like, that's – which is genius. I mean, like, he's, he's <laughs> not wrong. Like, yeah. if you – Dude, if you if you average fifteen to twenty rebounds a game, you are getting drafted and you are getting playing time in the NBA. And you're, you know, I mean, God, for God's sakes, Dennis Rodman built an entire career around it. Yeah, grabbing. I mean, look at Draymond. Yeah, Draymond's kind of doing the same. Yeah, just grabbing boards. That's all you got to do. Um, shout out to him for that. And while we're on Kentucky, uh, shout out to Coach Cal. We a guy that boy, I I could we could have a whole podcast that's just making jokes about Coach Cal, and and oftentimes we do. Um, but got to tip your cap where when credit is due, Tate, for setting up the the, the Western Kentucky game, donating the money to the, uh, the the tornado victims in the state of Kentucky. I thought that was a great move um, when when the Louisville game couldn't happen. That uh, the he, he could have called and he, he could have taken that a million different directions of like how to backfill the the loss of the Louisville game because of COVID. Um, yeah. And to to bring Western Kentucky because this is a, that was a good Western Kentucky team like like there was it yeah. was not a guaranteed win so there was like some sort of risk associated in that like of course there was a world where Western Kentucky pulls off the upset and Cal's like why the hell did I do that like what was I thinking you know Kentucky blew him out uh, so that worked out for for Kentucky but uh, to to Cal has always been great at that and I and I love making jokes about him and I love and I will never stop making jokes about Coach Cal because uh, he deserves all the stuff we joke about but at the same time. I do think he's a great human being at his core and will and is always looking to like do the right thing in these sorts of situations and and figuring out a way to to benefit the tornado victims. Uh tip of the cap to Coach Cal. So there you go. Yeah. There, there, I'm feeling positive on Christmas, so I want to say nice things about Coach Cal. There you go. Absolutely. And I and you're hundred percent right. I mean, Western Kentucky had just beat Louisville. Western Kentucky has a lot of talent. And I, I after the game, Rick Stansberry, you know, one of our favorite coaches on this program, he said if Kentucky plays like that, nobody's beating them. You know They're the best I mean? team they in the have, country. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I mean, like, which is a very not Coach true Cal thing. To not do. true at all. But like we, yeah, I, I like yeah. it. <laughs> I like it. I like I like where his head's at, and also, I mean, you know, obviously, we we feel for any you know community that goes through something that Kentucky just went through with all of yeah. the you know tragedy and things like that. And then I saw that the Western Kentucky team had been like helping in the community, and and like there was a video of Rick Stansberry like with a chainsaw like chopping down trees. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. they have all come together in Kentucky. So yeah, shout out to Coach Cow, shout out to Rick Stansberry, and uh, shout out to them for playing that game. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, my, my last shout out is, uh, Mike Woodson is officially, um, he's 10 and 0 now, I think is, 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 uh, is his record with, uh, when he wears a suit. I don't know if you're aware of the stat, but this is like an Indiana mm. basketball stat, big 10 stat of the day. That's being turned into the big 10 stat of the year is that the Indiana Hoosiers under Mike Woodson are undefeated 10 and 0 when Mike Woodson wears a suit and they are 0 and 2 in the two instances that he did not wear a suit Tate. So, mm. uh I just want to put that on everyone's radar. So, if you're a gambler especially, um keep an eye on that. Get get a, get a sense of what Mike Woodson's going to wear and that'll give you an idea of what how Indiana's going to play and whether or not they're going to choke away a second half lead. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I feel that. So, I've been I my fix, my brand play fix for Hubert Davis is that he comes to practice in a suit and just starts like telling all these kids it's, t- we're, 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 it's time for business. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I've been wearing these time. pullovers. Like I'm done with that. Like you guys, you're about to hear what I really think about you. Nobody's going to the NBA. You know what I mean? Like come come to practice with a suit on and start like losing your mind and then maybe everyone gets a little shocked to the system. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, think the, I think the suit is powerful as much as like we're, we're everyone's trying to get away from Dude. the suit. Tony Bennett misses the suit. Let's Jay Wright misses the suit. Jay Wright misses the suit. Jay Wright misses the suit, dude. That's a, it's yeah. a real thing. There's power in the suit. Um, <laughs> all right. That's all I got. You got anything else? No, that's all I got too. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, yeah. that's, uh, I guess that's the, the, the go home message is, uh, everybody have a, have a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for, uh, uh, all, all of you people that listen throughout the, uh, the, the start of the college basketball season. We love you. Um, when we come back from break, that's when the uh, the bandwagon bandwagon people start jumping on Tate. So yeah, I want to give a special. And we shout know out who to you everybody. are. We, yeah, we we, we know. It. We get it. We see the numbers. Yeah. But uh, we 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 appreciate all you guys sticking with us. We 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 love you, and uh, that's it. Everybody have a safe Merry Christmas. Have a safe Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. Uh, take care of your mentals, also people. Like I, yeah. I want to do a quick uh, mental a health check. Yeah, tough times for a lot of people. Um. We 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 see you. We speak your name. We'll put it that way. Yeah. We speak your yeah. name. We speak. We know your there's name, not man. a lot we can do to help. It sucks. It blows. But uh, we're we we feel you. We've both Tate and I have both been there before. We will be there again. <laughs> that's I how mean, it goes. Yeah, uh, and life. it's and it's uh. But uh, I don't know. Try to have a merry Christmas nonetheless. And uh, that's that. So. Anyway, try I'll to enjoy up. the little things and uh yeah everyone have a merry christmas everyone enjoy yourselves i mean this is the first time in the past few years that we've actually done like a like close to christmas episode yeah. usually they fall during the week and we do like a you know like a tnt classic or something like that so it's nice to be able to to be here to be present to to kind of go through the, the holiday transition with everybody with the friends of the program and yeah. uh, titus good news for us first year in our new iteration 3 million downloads for the year titus and tate we did it. We did it. We don't even know what that means, but hey, we, I have we no hit idea. a new mile well, marker. Is that good? We have no idea. It sounds good. I don't know. It sounds good. Three but, million uh, downloads every episode. That's insane, dude. That's got to be a record. Like we <laughs> yeah. got to give, give give us the Joe Sorry Rogan part back, my dude. take. What the hell yeah, is going on? <laughs> Suck it, haters. Uh, God, I love doing this show. Uh, yeah, I, I love that everyone listens. Uh, I'm gonna shut up now. Everybody, go have a merry Christmas. We will see you on the other side. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.